Howdy, howdy do, Who fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And welcome to episode 262. Oh, yes. One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. Our lives are different to anybody else's. That's the exciting thing. Nobody in the universe can do what we're doing. I've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow, so the TARDIS should be free of the force field now. You may be a doctor, but I'm the doctor. The definite article, you might say. The trouble with time travel is, one never seems to find the time. Change, my dear. And it seems on a moment too soon. Unlimited rice pudding, etc., etc. I am the doctor. For now, for this moment, I am the doctor again. The ground beneath our feet is spinning at a thousand miles an hour. And the entire planet is hurtling around the sun at 67,000 miles an hour. And I can feel it. We're falling through space, you and me. People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect. But actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective view, more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. I could be a curator. I'd be great at curating. I'd be the great curator. <laughs> I could retire and do that. I'm the doctor. I've lived for over 2,000 years. And not all of them were good. I've made many mistakes. And it's about time that I did something about that. Bit of adrenaline, dash of outrage, and a hint of panic knitted my brain back together. I know exactly who I am. I'm the Doctor. Sorting out fair play throughout the universe. Howdy, 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 howdy do. Hope you're all well. Hope you're keeping safe and healthy. Hope you've had a cracking week. You've all managed to do something. Something. Doctor Who related. Welcome to 262. I mean, that. I hope you're all, you're all keeping well and safe and healthy. I hope you're all staying at home. Stay your asses home. No I'm need to go out. out. There's no <laughs> need to go out unless you need an ice cream. <laughs> or an Easter egg, or like Easter me egg. yesterday. <laughs> I joke, of course. I joke. You shouldn't go out for ice cream or chocolate. Send someone else out. <laughs> to get I'm joking. Another joke there. Stay home, stay home. <laughs> He's full of jokes this morning. <laughs> uh, in, uh, seriously, though, uh, it's just, we continue with the, uh, the weird old strange times of uh, staying at home and self-isolating and all that jazz. Hopefully we're bringing you a little bit of, a little bit of entertainment to keep you going. To keep you going, indeedy. Uh, we had a crack last night, didn't we, dude? We did. Yeah, had a good time last night. Yeah. I'm feeling it this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Our good friends uh, over on the Who Addicts YouTube channel, you've heard of us mention those guys loads of times before, but they've, uh, over the last two, maybe three weeks, they've really ramped up their their live streams again. I think they do a handful every week now. I think they do mm. every other night, I think. Pretty much, yeah. I think so, yeah. And they very kindly asked us to jump on last night and watch one of, I'd probably say, one of the top, in my top three episodes of doctor who they asked us to jump on and do a watch <laughs> a watch through top, top three favorites yeah of uh top three favorites crikey uh what did we watch last night 
Top three worst, you mean? So they they have this fez that they they have a, all the episodes sort of on, written on bits of paper, and they pick one out of the fez every sort of couple of days to watch and review. And they picked the Sanandra conundrum, which I still can't say properly. Even hungover, I can't say it properly. Sanandra conundrum. The Saranga, Saranga conundrum. conundrum. And um, I think we were in the stream when they picked it, weren't we? we were, but we were in the chat rather. Yes, they have like yeah. a little chat going. Uh, as they review the apps, and we were in the stream chatting to them, <laughs> and then they, they pulled it out, and they were like, "Oh no, no, we don't want to have to rewatch that." And we were <laughs> laughing, going, "Ah ha ha!" And they were like, "Well, you two can stop laughing. You can, you can come and join us." And we were like, "Oh, um, think we're busy." <laughs> it was a straight face moment immediately. Yes, it was. Yeah, uh, but it was very fun though. It was, it, it was very good. Was. The episode itself, put that aside, it was a, it was a great crack just to jump on their stream and. Um, hang out and have a laugh with those guys so yeah. yeah if you don't know who those guys are just go over to youtube and just do a search for the who addicts uh, it's two very 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 cool funny people matt and Liv. you'll see them on there give them a sub and some love and all that a lot over there and we'll return a favor they can come on ours when we do one next time definitely we can make them watch something that they don't like we'll get we'll watch the tv movie for <laughs> live you'll love that. oh yeah you'll love that Actually, I want to convert. I genuinely want to convert Liv on that because I I do like the TV movie and um she's she's only watched it once and she hated it. Um, I I need to. I wanted to give that another crack, <laughs> but I don't think we're ever going to convert Matt on. It's Hell Bent that he hates, isn't it? Hell Bent, yeah. He can't stand Hell Bent. Yeah, well, they made us watch Saranga, so <laughs> they can watch yeah. what we tell them to watch. There, there is a point. I don't think they've put, we had a few sound issues, so I, I don't know if it's still on their YouTube channel, but there is a point during the rewatch where Gary genuinely falls asleep from, like, I think if it wasn't for Matt or Liv saying, Gary, are you awake? You'd be like, oh, well, you generally, you'd gone, hadn't you? Yeah, we I was We thought your picture had froze. Yeah, I was knackered, you know. I was really <laughs> tired, but I thought, no, I'm going to jump on the stream anyway. I'm not that old yet. That it's gone, you know, it gets to seven o'clock and I'm getting the pyjamas on and settling down for the evening i'm not that old yet so i thought oh, i'll power through it'll be fine and i think it was about 25 30 minutes into the saranga conundrum yeah. and that was me gone mate i literally i slow blinking for about a minute and then uh, yeah i heard matt Olive just say gary so that was um that was all fun in games but overall it was a cool it was a very cool stream to so go and check those guys out over on over on the youtube Indeed. the youtube go and check them out on youtube mm-hmm. on the line Coming up in today's show, not a lot of news and merch again, but to be honest with you, you guys probably expect that at, at the moment. There really isn't too much going on uh, in terms of news and, and merch and stuff. So we've got one bit of news, which happens to be sucky news, but we'll get we'll get through that bit quickly. And then uh, we're on to our review of the uh, the 10th Doctor story, Utopia. Mm. Uh, but until we crack on with all that lot, uh, as I said, thank you very much for joining us another week on the Big Blue Box podcast. If you don't know what we do, if you're new here, welcome aboard. Make sure you head over to whatever podcast app you listen to your podcasts on and give us a sub. That way you won't miss a show that it lands every Friday morning. Or head over to the website, bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. There are links there to go off to those network apps as well. Plus, all the shows are on there, so you can just browse through and listen to those. Plus, we've got loads of very cool articles from our awesome team of writers. Go and check those out. Uh, we did a really cool article that went out yesterday, which was our top stories to watch during the lockdown period, mm. which you could also apply to 
any time, I suppose. But this is just um, so our writers, Mark, Jordan, and Maria, and myself, we all put five episodes forward that we that we uh, that we really like, and uh, it's just really cool just to grab a cup of tea while we're isolating and crack on with some great who. So uh, go and check that out. It's got some great episodes on there. And we're on the socials too, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just do a search for the Big Blue Box podcast. You'll find us on there. And also check out my co-host Adam's stuff online as well. Adam has his own YouTube channel, The Geek's Handbag. Yes. Go and rock that. Give him a sub and some love over there. And Adam's on the socials under the same name as well, The Geek's Handbag. That's it. I do love the socials. Yes. We have a really, really great community around the podcast and around Adam's channel and just Who fans in general. It's really, really cool. So go and connect over there because we chat plenty of Doctor Who during the week. We do. We certainly do. Yes. You've been up to much, bud? Who you are? You, know, you watch much? It, it's strange. I've never had so much free time on my hands. And yet I've never known the days go so quick. I <laughs> just generally just don't seem to have enough hours a day. Having said that, I do get up really late at the moment. <laughs> I just say half the day is probably <laughs> gone by the time I've actually got out of bed. Because um, it's strange being in lockdown because you don't have any routine and you, you just, you know, you don't feel like you've got a rush to do things really. It's a, I mean, I've got to admit, um, you know, it's a horrible situation, but I'm, I'm loving just actually being at home and, and having time to myself. And I've been doing a bit of filming. I've, I've dug out a couple of, there's a couple of videos that I've been wanting to finish um, for, for ages. And uh, because of work, I, I kind of had abandoned them. And it's such a shame because I'm quite pleased with, with them. So I've been trying to finish those off. Um, but no, I, the only other thing I've, I've really done Dot 2 related, I haven't really watched much classic. Um, I'm hoping to get a bit in this week. But um, Dot 2 magazine arrived the other day. It's a really great issue this month. Um, it's, in a pol- it's one of those that comes in a poly bag. <laughs> I just like that. Poly bag <laughs> Dot 2 mag. So it's basically, it comes with... Um, well, you can't really call them free gifts, can you? Because it's twi- the magazine's twice the price. But I'm pretty sure it says on the front something like includes free gifts or whatever. But anyway, it comes with like a little model of the wooden console room, oh, the yeah. TARDIS yeah. console room uh, from the Fourth Doctor era. Um, so I had fun putting that together, <laughs> um, and that's pretty much the only Doctor Who related thing I've done this week. Really, I just it got great enjoyment out of that. It's ridiculous, really. But yeah, so I put that together, plonked a few figures in it, took some pictures, and. Had a bit of fun. Flicked through the mag. Um, as I said, it's a good issue this month. Um, and it comes with a poster, Talents of Wang Chiang poster, um, and a few other bits, some little uh, art cards and stuff. So, yeah, I've just been, that's really the only Dot2 related thing I've done this week is just put that little model together and <laughs> sort of felt like a sort of um, teenager. I was like, yay, this is fun. Um, yeah, so that's been me. I haven't really been able to watch anything. I'm continuing to read Sophie's book still. Um, I read a couple of chapters of that a day because it's been beautiful weather. So that's uh, at childhood's end. Mm. Um, I'm about probably about seven or eight chapters off finishing that. Um, and I'm loving that. I really am enjoying that book immensely. Um, oh, nice. But that's been me. Yeah. Apart from that, all the live streams. I mean, that has taken up a lot of my time, actually. Joking aside, I've been I've never been in so many Zoom chats and 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 live streams before it's been great it's it's i suppose because we can't go out and socialize and it's like the next best thing isn't it it's like a virtual reality pub so i have been doing a lot of that which has taken up my time in a good way yeah which has been really good fun just to sort of interact with people keep checking in with everyone make sure everyone's all right and watching matt and live's live streams i've been doing that a lot as well because they do (laughs) 
three or four a week, so or two or three a week, and yeah, I've been watching a lot of them as well. So that's been me. Yeah, that's cool. been me. So I, I, yeah, I have been busy actually. Now I, now I think about it, I have been busy. Not too bad of a week, stuff. Mate. Yeah, yeah, not bad, is it? What about yourself? It, yeah, <laughs> yeah, not much Doctor Who for me, dude. No, no I've seemed to have gone from one extreme to the other. So last mm. the week before last, uh, I had a great old time. I watched loads of Who. I got the old Blu-ray special box sets out. I watched a ton of special features that I'd not watched when I first got them. So I caught up with a bunch of that stuff and watched a bunch of classic Who. That was all good. Uh, but the week just gone, I've not really, yeah, I've not really watched much Who. To be honest with you, uh, I was hoping we might have an announcement to to do on the podcast because I thought someone messaged me the other day and said, "Oh, have you seen Lee Bidings Insta story?" I was like, "No." He's like, oh, I think he's t- I think and then he said something like an announcement is imminent. And I was like, oh. and so, and he did, there was like a real close up picture of a Gallifrey symbol or something. I thought, oh, are we going to get the next box set announced? Uh, it's possible by the time the pod goes out there, it might have been, but I think, I think an announcement is imminent. Oh, for the, the next Blu-ray set? The next set, set. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's, yep. that's exciting. I mean, I don't know. We're only guessing. It could be something, com- it could be something completely different, but yeah, it's possible that the next set's about to be announced, which would be cool. Be nice, actually. It'd be nice to know which the next one is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because there's nothing on his Insta today or anything, so mm. not quite yet. But yeah, do you think? The, do you think the um, season fourteen set is is delayed, or do you think it'll still come? Because well, I know it was delayed, but do you think it'll still come out on the new release day they've given? Because seems like a lot of stuff's just being pushed back because of obviously the lockdown stuff, and people aren't there to manufacture these things and stuff so i don't know i don't know if there'll be a knock-on effect of the of season um, 14 i don't know uh so i can't remember when that's due out now is it march i think it was may, may. sorry <laughs> march is gone is it may i thought it was april for some reason oh it could be i've lost track uh because i've got because that is sold out everywhere and it hasn't even come out yet like you can't you yeah, cannot yeah. pre-order that anywhere at the moment um, not on Amazon, not on Zoom, not on just nowhere. It's it's sold out everywhere. But I don't know if that's just yeah, if that's gonna be difficult to get or not. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think I'm sure. Why do I think that? I thought the it was April the uh, the delivery date for that. Maybe it was May. I can't remember. But it could be. Maybe it's the end of April. Yeah, I'm just gonna quickly check actually. Uh, yeah, because I thought that when we went to see Talons at the BFI. It looked to us anyway like the set was pretty much done because all yeah. the special features were there. And obviously the episodes themselves were all there and they told us about all of the work they'd finished, not were doing, that they'd finished. But like the re, uh, some of the visual effects and some of the sound redos for, the, I think a couple of episodes were in 5.1 and they've done all that stuff. So, um, yeah. There's, uh, there's no date on Amazon, actually. It just says currently unavailable. Um, so that's why, that's why I was wondering if it's been held back. Let me check Zoom. Yeah, I'm on Zoom at the minute. It doesn't say anything either. So, oh. uh, well, actually, no, it does. It does. It says the 4th of May. Oh, that's an easy date to remember. Yeah. May the 4th, May the be, 4th with be with us. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Okay. So, so that's according to Zoom, but I don't know. Why did I think it was? I don't know. Anyways. No, it it's was coming. held back, mate. That's probably why. It oh, was. Right, I right. think it was April, and then they, they delayed it by a couple of weeks. Um, and I was just worried with everything going on, whether it'd be delayed again. But we'll, we shall see. We shall see, yeah. Yeah, because I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait for that one, dude. Yeah. Mm. Interesting that the Tom Baker ones sell out 
But it's evident, isn't it, that Tom is still obviously viewed as one of the most, if not the most popular doctor. Yeah, it, I mean, that that one is, as I said, to sell out everywhere like that before release. I think all the other sets have sold out very quickly, but you've been able to get them, I think, after they've released. I think um, Amazon has still had them for a couple of weeks after. Yeah, um, I was going to say. But this yeah. one is just sold out everywhere. Um, yeah, I think you're right about Tom. I think Tom and Pertwee seem to be the two that they just get snapped up mm-hmm. yeah. quicker than the others. And the others have disappeared fairly fast anyway, but Pertwee and um, Baker just... Yeah, fly off the shelves, literally. Indeed, yeah. I just remember the Davison and the McCoy sets being available, being up for order for mm. a good sort of month, I think. Yeah. Maybe three weeks to four weeks after they were released, you could still go on and pre-order and stuff. But the Tom ones and, yeah, like you said, that Pertwee one, I think it was in within a week they all went. I'd love to see another Pertwee set. I was going to say, I think the announcement is rumoured to be a Davison one next, but... Um, it's just a rumour. I would love to see another Pertwee set announced. That would be amazing. I know we've talked about how difficult it's going to be with, in terms of the picture quality and remastering or whatever, but um, I don't really care. I just would, uh, you know, it's it's like anything. You sort of get used to the quality anyway. You know, there's only so much you can do and you kind of overlook it, don't you, when, you, when you're watching it. You don't sit there and think, oh, this is unwatchable. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I, yeah, I'm sure they'll do the best they can with what they've got. Yeah, um, just yeah. love to see another Pertwee set in the collection. That'd be lovely. Oh, that'd be so good. I'm, mm. I'm still, I'm still hoping for a black and white set though. I, Me I too. Really want mm. a Hartnell or Troughton set. I'd love Hartnell's yeah. first season. Oh, love come that. on, that'd be great because I just love you know Ian and Barbara and all that and Susan. Just love that TARDIS team. Ian and Barb's. Yeah. Ian and Barb's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Barb Bouffant. <laughs> oh, Boofy. Yeah. <laughs> We can one. They must be coming. Though I, I imagine that the the master plan from the Beeb is to have every single episode of Doctor Who in one of these, um, or every season or series in these box sets. That must be the plan. They're not just going to leave it like with big gaps on the shelf, like it goes no. one, two, five, you know, twelve, fourteen. You know, it, they must. That must be the plan. Normally, yeah. we can get Lee by when we see Lee at the BFI events. We can normally get him drunk and and uh, try and get something out of him. But um, <laughs> we haven't been able to do that because obviously everything's shut down at the minute. But uh, Lee, Lee's a great ambassador, you know, for he is. He, you'll never get anything, even, even with the most expensive wine or you know, <laughs> cocktail, you'll never get anything out of Lee. He's a Believe great... me, we've tried. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, so that, that's my week, mate. I've not, yeah. uh, I've not done much Doctor Who, really. So I'll have to rectify that. From Me too. From tomorrow or later today onwards. Because I'm on leave from work now for a week, so I can be like you. I can be like a student for a while. Oh, I'm loving it, yeah. Yeah, it'd be good. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hard gets... going back, I tell you. It's going to be hard to go back because I'm just getting used to this newfound freedom. And, <laughs> and it's going to be so busy when we go back as well because it'll be like, we'll be like caged animals let out, won't we? It's going to be going to be crazy when the lockdown's lifted i think those first few weeks we've got to be be careful though with that because we don't want to go like one step forward two steps back like just unleash you know the floodgates are open everybody piles out into the public and then within four three or four days it's like back in because you've all spread it around again so we have to be careful yeah anyways shall we um shall we get this bit of news out of the way mate and then we're on to our review yeah yeah let's do it let's land it 
that cheeky, sassy old bird. <laughs> Honor Blackman. <laughs> that's the only way I can describe it. Uh, sure, that's the best way to describe <laughs> With news like this, you've got, you've got, yeah. you've got to smile, right? You've yeah. got to remember people. That's one of the things about... Uh, <laughs> whenever we report on news like this on the show uh and again this is one of our things that adam and i just do we've never said you know pre-hand like let, let's try and be upbeat it's just the way adam and i are mm-hmm. like when we, we've got news like this you have to remember people in like a good funny happy light so that yeah. sassy old bird um honor blackman has uh has sadly left us at the age of 94 and the reason why we're talking about this, obviously, is because she starred in in Doctor Who back in the classic years. She was um she was back in uh, the Vervoids, right? Uh, when That's was right, that? Back yes. in the eighties, seventies. Would have been yeah, eighties. Yeah. Uh, and she uh yeah she played yeah she played Lasky, Professor Lasky, in that story. And from what I remember, I haven't seen that one in a while, but um she was quite cool in that. I I just get I just had a flashback to do you remember when we went to the BFI event for uh, whichever college story it was I forget now and um and they showed some outtakes didn't they of Honor Blackman and and Colin and they were hilarious like they obviously had a very good time on set mm. um but there was do you remember Colin making that joke something about her having a big mouth and she <laughs> she was like what oh yeah 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 <laughs> there was, yeah so she they obviously had a good time filming that um she come just she just said yeah she just came across really well I think. Just very sort of um, laid back. Yeah. Yes. But yes, you're right. She was in the, see, I'm not, um, oh, I can't remember. The, the Trial of a Time Lord, I get a bit lost with the stories, but she's in the Vervoid one, whatever that's called. Yeah, Terror <laughs> of the Vervoids. That'll be the one. In. But she wasn't too bad in that, I remember. I haven't seen it in a while, but she wasn't. I haven't watched it for a long time, same. actually. She was, she was okay in that, actually. She was pretty good. Mm. But uh, she had a cracking career all the way back to, uh, she yes. was probably well-known, most well-known, or starring in, um, uh, what Bond film was it? Uh, was oh, it, that's was a good it, question. Uh, she played, it's a, yeah. She played uh, Pussy Galore, didn't she? Yeah. <laughs> uh, with Sean Connery. Uh, what film was that? I can't bloody remember. <laughs> Pussy Galore. To this day, I can't believe they got away with it. Um, <laughs> was it? It's not Gold Finger. Uh, Gold Finger, is it? <laughs> uh, I can't. Um, oh, crikey, James I've... Bond. I'm gonna Google it. James Bond. Come on. Which one was it? Uh, I've not watched any. I love the Bond films. I really should know this. Goldfinger. Was it Goldfinger? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's a great film as well. How can I forget these things? I know. Um, We need to rectify this, mate. We need a Bond marathon. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, she was most well on. She was. That doesn't make very much sense. She was most known. She was well known. Most well known for playing Pussy Galore (laughs) in Goldfinger with Sean Connery. And then she was in. she was in the the classic Avengers show and stuff like that. But I, the first time I remember seeing her was when I was um, ten years old, mm-hmm. and my mum had started watching uh, this comedy sitcomy yes. style thing called The Upper Hand. <laughs> I remember. Do you that. remember that show? And not, yes. not many people remember it, but now I do. I'm so glad you do. Yeah, and uh, I remember my mum. Uh, uh, one of my earliest memories, actually, is my mum was one of those. Um, she used to love like she used to call stuff quote unquote her programs. I'm sitting down to watch my programs. Mm-hmm. She was into soaps and all that jazz and stuff. And uh and I remember saying, I want to see what this new this new program's like, and it happened to be the upper hand. So I remember um 
uh, Honor Blackman from those early days. But and then as I grew older and started watching like James Bond and stuff, I remember from that. But yes, so she had a, a cracking career. She's I think she worked pretty much all of her life. Yeah, she. I don't think she ever retired. She she just worked all the time. So, uh, but yeah, we do um we do sadly say goodbye to um to Honor Blackman. But what a career though, and what a life. Yeah, I'm so glad you remember the upper hand because uh, Joe McGann, brother of Paul McGann, he was in that because they look quite they look very similar. I don't know if they're twins, but uh, yeah, Joe McGann was in it. It was such a cheesy comedy as well, but it was sort of like one of those comedies that you just even though it was sort of naff you just kind of liked it because it was so easy watching and she was funny in it wasn't she on it because she played that sort of um what's the word i've got to try and find <laughs> not kinky but she was a bit sassy, sassy. maybe yeah yep. yeah she was just like the sassy older lady in it and so it was it was of its time but it was funny i'm glad you remember that um i i do, I, I do have a very nice memory of honor I, I met her going way back when do you remember the because I think you used to go. I can't. You have to correct me. But um, Collector Mania, they used to do one in Milton Keynes many yonks ago. Did you ever go to them? Collector Mania, oh. Milton Keynes. Yeah, I went to loads yeah, of those. Yeah, I thought you did. Yeah. yeah. So I met Honor Blackman there. Oh gosh, you, I don't know when that would have been. Years ago. Um, and I'll be honest, I can't remember a lot about it because it was quite a long time ago. But you know, certain things stick in your mind, and mm. I just remember she got that t- that cheeky twinkle in her eye and i do remember her being really lovely at the table because that's that's the thing you always remember even if you can't remember specifics you always remember if it was a good or bad experience meeting someone don't you yeah like you you instantly if someone says oh what were they like you remember whether you got a good vibe or bad vibe i got a very lovely warm vibe from honor she just seemed sort of exactly how you'd imagine i think but yeah definitely got that little cheeky twinkle very warm smile and i do, do remember being very nice but yeah, so I'm glad, glad I got to meet her, but that was a long time ago. Collector Mania. I yeah. think the, the the signed photo I've got has actually got Collector Mania printed on the bottom. Because it used to annoy me, I used to want to sort of cut that off. <laughs> you know, I don't want their blimmin' advertising all over it. Oh, it did. It did used to have that. Yeah, you used yeah, to have yeah. it all, all printed on, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, sad news, but that's a good, you know, it's a good age, 94. That's a, that is a good, a good age. And like you said, what a, she's done loads. What a back backlog of career yeah. she's had. Yeah. Rightio. That's all the news we have. There's no merch either. There's nothing decent, There's nothing really, that's that's coming out, as you'd expect. It's very quiet at the minute, so uh, not much there. So I think it's review time, dude. What we got? It is. So, yes, yeah, so this uh, week we are doing a David Tennant episode called Utopia. The call came from across the stars over and over again. Come to Utopia. We're going to the end of the universe. So what's out there? Captain Jack Harkness. And who are you? Oh, don't stop. Chan, I do not protest, though. Maybe later, Blue. It's a future time! The last of the humans scattered across the night. Unless we reach Utopia. And Utopia is... Utopia. Wowzers. Wowzers indeed. Right, Utopia then. It was first put out on the 16th of June, 2007. Crikey, is this 13 years old? Oh my good, don't really? Whew. Bloody hell. Anyway, it was written by Russell T. Davis. It was directed by Graham Harper. 
and it stars David Tennant, Freema and John, and it's got a fairly decent, um, a fairly decent supporting cast. And the synopsis is, those of you that don't know, Captain Jack comes into contact again with the Doctor. They're chasing after him at the beginning there, and then they fly through the time vortex and end up at the end of the known universe at the year one trillion, I think it is, or ten hundred trillion, whatever it is. And uh, at this point in the at the end of the universe, there's uh, like the last remnants of humanity are trying to get to this place called Utopia. And the only way that they can get there is by a rocket ship, which is being constructed by this professor, Professor Yana, and his assistant, uh, Chan Tho. Tho. <laughs> and the doctor turns up with Jack, helps him do all that stuff. And as the story progresses, we find out that uh, the character of Yana is not all that we thought he was. He has the, the infamous fob watch. Which turns out to be, is it the chameleon circuit? Is that what it's called? The chameleon, chameleon arc or something chameleon like that, arch, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Mm. Anyway, turns him into, into, the, into the master. And then he uh, regenerates immediately. Then we see John Sims. And then we're off to the two-parter of that story, which is the Sound of Drums and the Last of the Time Lords, is it? Uh, Sound of Drums and what's the second part? Last of the Time Lords, isn't it? Yes, yes. I think so. It is, yeah. So, Utopia, bud. What do you reckon? My word. My word. Um, I watched this last night. I have seen this a few times over the years and uh, I've always loved it. I watched it again last night and it is just phenomenal. I blimmin' love this episode. (laughs) I really, really loved it. I watched it with my partner who had no intention of watching it. He just was like, I said, oh, I've got to watch Dot 2 because we're recording the podcast. Oh, go on then. So I put it on and he didn't move from the sofa. <laughs> he was like, oh, that was really good, that one. I said, yes, it was, wasn't it? It just, oh, it's everything in it. The way it brings in all the other elements from all the little breadcrumbs that Russell T. Davis has scattered through the series up until this point. The way he brings it all together blows my mind a little bit. It's just so well written. The tension that builds up throughout this episode is just amazing. Um, from you know the music and just the way it keeps building and building, and you're not you know something's not quite right. And the reveal of the master and probably one of the best cliffhangers in whose history. It, it, I just love it. I I just can't gush over this episode enough. I, there is so much in it that I enjoy. Um, it's probably one of my favourite episodes of, of Doctor Who. Um, it just everything about it works for me. It really does. And even like this scenes like that scene between the Doctor and Jack when Jack's in the radiation room, when the whole episode just quiets down because it's quite a sort of shouty, big sort of lots going on episode. Mm-hmm. That scene between Ken and Jack where they're just having this conversation is so well written and so beautifully acted. Um, it's just, I, yeah, I could go on and honestly, I just could gush over this episode forever. I love it. Absolutely love it. Cool, cool. cool. Do you hate it? <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you love it as much as me? I'm kind of in two minds about this story. No, you're not. Come on. No, I am. It's, it's brilliant. No, I'm in, I'm in two minds about it. Really? Hmm. How come? Yeah. And it... I feel strange saying that 
I don't feel bad because it's my, my opinion, but I feel strange because so many people love it and, and really, really like it, like you and 99% of other Who fans that I've spoken to about it. But I don't know about it, mate. Really? You are genuinely surprised because I, mm. I, I think it's phenomenal. Yeah, I just don't know about it. There's like a, a big chunk of me that really, really wants to just love it to death. Yeah. And there's another part of me that I, I don't know what, I can't put my finger on it, mate. Um, when I watched this yesterday lunchtime, I think this must have been about, I don't know, the seventh, maybe eighth time that I've seen it over the years. Mm. And I just, every time I watch it, when I'm done watching it, I just think, that was okay, but I just, you know, I just want to get on and get to the, 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 the next episode. I, I don't sit there thinking, oh, that was like some of the best who I've seen from Tenant and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know, mate. I just can't, I can't put my finger on why I'm not into it as much as wow. most other people are. I'm shocked because I sort of the opposite where this episode, I think is so good. And then it, it has such an amazing cliffhanger. I remember being so disappointed by the way the next episode starts. Because for me, it's like build up, build up, build up. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's like, you know, the doctor's locked out the TARDIS, the master regenerates. It's like, oh my, wow, everything's kicking off. And then you think, how on earth are they going to get out of this? And then the next episode seems to just start on such a quiet, just with them turning up on a street. It's like, oh, so I'm sort of the opposite. I get a bit, I think this is such an amazing build up. And if anything, I find the sort of, resolution a bit of a um disappointment and i haven't watched sound of the drums uh for a while and um, we haven't reviewed it so i won't say too much about it but um yeah i just remember sort of being a little bit disappointed in the resolution of this because i felt like this episode just was a real uh game changer really i thought you know it just brought everything together so well yeah i mean the the next two episodes for the finale they're not the strongest of finales for the rtd era at all mm. but um yeah i don't know mate but the master reveal is so brilliant that, and, and then he yeah. regenerates it's inc- it's just like i just i just thought it was a real i mean i, I remember watching this when it went out and like you know when people would say jaw on the floor i really was i was just like i i think i started to suspect he might be the master some halfway through the episode i can't really remember but i remember thinking mm, could he be and then when you see the watch and you're just like, you know, and then, yeah. And also just locking the doctor out of the TARDIS. That is such a, a brilliant moment. Like the doctor is completely lost at yes. that point. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, and, and I love the fact it's such a simple thing as well. He just clicks the lock shut on the door. And I, I love that because it's sort of ridiculous, but <laughs> I like the fact it's such a simple way of just locking the doctor out of the TARDIS. He just is like, something so simple could just stop him like that. Um, and then the regeneration as well. And I, I, I remember on a first watch thinking Sim was over the top when he, when he appears with all the bye-bye and all that. I remember sort of thinking, Oh, I'm not sure, not sure what sort of master he's going to be, if he's going to be like that all the time, but watching it again last night, I loved his little two minute performance at the end. I thought, Oh gosh, actually I really love him as the master of that he's just, he's so sort of overjoyed that he's managed to regenerate and, and he's sort of winning, you know, he's, he's, he's won the situation and he got the TARDIS. I thought it was a really great moment. I think actually, dude, as we've been talking about it and I've said I can't put my finger on it, I think, I think what it is, 
I completely agree with you. The whole, the whole build up with the master and Yana, and going through the motions, and then finally uh, opening the watch and becoming the master and stuff. All, all of that stuff with Derek Jacobi and Sir Derek Jacobi and all that, all mm. that stuff. I love that part of it. Don't get me wrong. Mm. I absolutely love that part of it. But everything else in the story, I just find there's no substance to it, mate. I think that's really? what, I'm, what, what I'm getting at because the 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 premise of the future kind like these kind of savage people it's a bit like a Mm. mad max kind of thing isn't it yeah yeah is it mad max yeah it does remind me of that now you say it yeah yeah it's that that kind of thing where they're these savage people and they've got the weird teeth and stuff and they've sort of regressed from advanced humans into these you know cavemen not that much, but you know, the kind of primitive sort of people. And you've got the normal humans, and there's this thing where we're at the edge of the universe or the edge of time, whatever it is. And there's just nothing there's no real threat from those guys, really. Because they, they do a bit of chasing and a bit of growling and snarling. Mm. And that's about it, really. And <laughs> when when they bumped into that first guy, you know when they land on that, that planet, is it Earth? Yeah. Is it Earth? But in the future, or no, it's a different planet. Is it Earth? I, I think, I, yeah, it's Earth, isn't it? I think I assume it's Earth, but at the right. end of time, yeah. I think, yeah. And they find that one guy, and he's running away from the future kind, and they join in with him, and they run away, and they get to this point where I think they call it the silo. So they go through this gate, but if you look at the gate, mate, all it's all it would have taken was like a few of those future kind people to jump on that. And they'd be through the door easy. So what, this flimsy old gate with this little padlock on it and stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. so, show me your teeth. Yeah, and yeah, and all that stuff. And oh, I liked all that. I just, I, well, I like the show me your teeth bit. I thought it's quite fun. Um, before listeners shout at us, it's not not Earth. It's a planet. Mel. Oh, why do they always give them such silly names? Malacasario. <laughs> Malac. Oh, that's it. Yeah, I was going to say it's some. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. Earth. Yeah. So and then. So you've got those guys, and I can't really get into that. And then we've got this very strange, a very strange build-up and very convenient thing where Yana's been working on this rocket propulsion system for donkey's years, I don't know how long, mm. and he hasn't been able to get it working. He's done all this stuff. And then we have this thing, which is cool in a way, but I don't know, it's, it's just too convenient where the doctor sort of gets his sonic out and pulls this one cable out does a sonic and all of a sudden everything lights up and mm. and all this you know and it's like oh it's we're working it's all great so i i find that the the background story it just doesn't do anything for me mate it's just very i can't get into all that stuff the only bit of the story that i like is the build up with the master like there's a fantastic scene where the doctor and jack are having this conversation about that's brilliant everything and yana's just sat there and he's got tears coming down his face and he's Mm. you can tell that it's like knocking him for six like everything's sort of every sort of words that he picks out like gallifrey time lords and all that stuff every time he hears that there's like this echo effect and you can tell that it's like something's reaching into the back of his mind and it's just a really emotional scene and it's lovely. Mm. And then that bit later on, it becomes a master that those parts of it. I absolutely love some of the, be- you know, that's great stuff. Everything else in the story. I just can't, I can't like it, mate. Cause it, it, I just can't, 
it does nothing for me. Doesn't do anything. Mm. Yeah. No, see, I, I must admit, I don't feel like that because I, I find the future kind, like you said, the Mad Max savages. I, I sort of see that as quite classic who, like this sort of race of savages. And I know what you mean about the flimsy gate, but I guess that's more down to the budget. <laughs> uh, this yeah. sort of brings me back a little bit to what, when we were watching the Sananga conundrum last night, I, I said to you, didn't I, yeah, how <laughs> that you can just tell that I, I can't say, <laughs> you can just tell that the budget is just so high with Dot 2 now. It just, it just looks fantastic. And I just kind of wish, although I don't remember thinking this looked, it doesn't look bad, but you, like you said, you can tell it's a bit budgetary. Like there's a lot of corridors that they, you know, it doesn't look anywhere near as produ- like the production values that Dot 2 is now. Let's put it that way. And I was thinking, oh, I'd love to see this episode made with that budget. Like it would just look so good. Um, and it's not to say it looks bad, but there are bits that... It does look bad. You could just tell it's been made on a budget. It's you know, it's it's a quarry. It's um, you know, the 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 sort of same corridors that I think we've been used a few times, but dressed a bit differently. Um, the CGI rocket looks dreadful. So you know, there are things like that. They don't bug me because I enjoy the story so much. But I just kept thinking last night we were watching the awful conundrum. I just kept thinking like, oh, imagine it with this budget. It would just it would just look so beautiful and. Like you said, the bit where the doctor mends the thing so quickly, that's the only bit that I've knocked a half point off for because it is, you know, it is a little bit too, um, okay, I need to wrap this story up so we'll just quickly move on here. It's the only bit that I found a little bit, uh, you know, didn't work for me. I was thinking, well, the doctor mended that quick, didn't he? Um, you know, it's a bit convenient, but like, um, but yeah. the thing I liked about that was I love, see, what I love about stories is the, the doctor and the master are working together but they don't realise it. And I re- there's something about that I really like. Like they are just, they're like two old mates that they sort of, that haven't seen each other for years and they're just working brilliantly and, oh, look, I've mended that, well done. And so there's this admiration that the both of them have got, you know, which, and I like that, but they don't, you know, they don't realise who each other is. And I just, I just really like that part of the story. You keep thinking like, oh, if only he knew that was the master or if only the master knew that was the doctor, that suddenly that would all disappear. So I find that a nice dynamic that they just work so well together without even knowing it. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. Uh, but what, how did you think this picked up from, because we reviewed the tortured episode End of Days uh, the other week and it obviously carries on straight from that with Jack running and yeah. jumping on and gripping hold of the TARDIS and somehow managing to hold on all the way through. But how did you think this sort of picked up from that story? Was it a good way to bring Jack back into it? or Because he's carrying the hand around. He's got the Doctor's blooming hand in that jar as well. Um, um, yeah, in terms of uh, sort of continuity, mm. it picks up very nicely because at the end of end of days, we do have that, Although Jack's a little bit sometime-ish with that because he's like, you know, he's been all over the Torchwood guys for a while and then mm. just the little hint of the TARDIS and he's like, right, see you guys. Yeah. It's, it's been nice working with you, but I've got something way more important that's just about to happen, <laughs> which is funny. And then he legs it. So it, in terms of literally a, a continuity between Jack legging after, did you go back and watch the end of um, end of days, by the way? Did you see him legging across Cardiff? Uh, I did, but I couldn't see him. I couldn't see him. Um mm. And then when he runs, because at the start of this one, which is really lovely when it, the TARDIS materializes in Roldale Pass. Yes. You know, with the big millennium building and stuff. That, that, when I, when I, I remember when I first watched it, I was like, wow, this is going to be a proper 
Doctor Who Torchwood crossover. Mm. I, I was expecting Jack to be legging, legging to, to the TARDIS as it's dematerializing. And then I thought we might see some of the tortured people also running out to see where Jack's gone and stuff. But, uh, but no, so in terms of how it picks up from there, it's kind of cool. I, I couldn't cool. work out at the time why the doctor was so off with Jack when the very first time I watched this, cause he sees him done he on the monitor and thinks, Oh, and he quickly runs away. But obviously Jack jumps onto the TARDIS, <laughs> which is ridiculous, but I, Love it. <laughs> That's cool, that bit, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I can forgive it because I just think it's great. Only, I think only Jack could get away with that. Um, but yeah, at the time, but the Doctor's really off with Jack for the first half of the episode, and he's like really, you can just tell, he's, it's, I kept thinking, what is the Doctor's beef with Jack? Like, they didn't end part bad terms. Why is he being so off with him? It's kind of explained in that little chat they have, I suppose. The Doctor's like, you know, you shouldn't exist and it freaks me out. But mm. I still don't, get why he's so sort of grumpy with Jack at the start, to be honest. Yeah, I think this is... Or why he wanted to leave him behind. Yeah, this is one of the things that also uh, puts me off of this episode a little bit, is that you you know, and all of our listeners will know who've listened for a while, that David Tennant is my favourite Doctor from Modern Who. Mm. But in this particular story, he is a bit of a dick at several points throughout the story. And I'm not sure if it's, I'm not sure if Russell specifically wanted him to be like that, or if he was directed that way or a combination of the two. I'm not sure, but I don't, he just comes across as a bit of a, it's the only way I can describe it, mate. He's just a bit of a dick in about three or four scenes throughout the story. Mm. And it's not just that. I find the script just a bit, a bit catty as well a bit bitchy because there's a bit where Martha and Jack are, are having a good old whinge about Rose. Yeah. And we, you know, <laughs> and we circle back to this thing with Martha about, yes, Martha, you're not the only woman that he's traveled with. And he probably likes Rose a little bit more than you, but you know, it's, yeah. all that. we get back to that kind of stuff again. Like is my, is Martha, she's clearly very jealous of Rose, mm. but is she jealous of Rose because she was there? before is this like the the ex sort of syndrome you know or is it because martha which is probably more likely unfortunately is that she's got some kind of romantic interest in the doctor uh because do you remember back in the shakespeare code oh that's right yeah where they're going to share the share the bed together and all that Mm. stuff and um so it you know we get back to that kind of stuff as well and I, I don't want to put you off that. I don't want to be a, a downer on this one, because I know that you love it. You really like this I do. story. But, yeah, I do think it's great. Uh, yeah. There are just See, elements sort of, episode, of it. Yeah. It's the sort of episode that's got a lot of reveals as well. And I think the danger with that sometimes is that after you've watched the episode once and you're amazed by it because all the reveals, when you go back and you already know them, sometimes they're not as good. But for me watching this yesterday, it was still as good as I remember. I still found it really exciting, all the build-ups with the drums and... Uh, even though I know what's coming this time round, I still found it a very enjoyable episode to watch, which, as I said, sometimes with this sort of big reveal episode, that falls flat on a second watch because you already know the big secrets, if you know what I mean. But I still really enjoyed this yesterday. Um, yeah, you got the stuff with Martha getting jealous over Rose. Funny enough, it, it didn't bother me too much. I was, In a way, I found it quite funny because she's a bit like, oh, of course it's Rose. It would be Rose, <laughs> wouldn't it? She's getting all huffy and you think, oh, <laughs> 
get over get it. Over yourself, yeah. The thing is, I really like Martha as a companion. I think that that's the thing. I, I think she was a great companion. And um, although there is this sort of thing about her being jealous and stuff, and it does get a bit tiresome, it, it didn't really bother me too much in this. Because I think because she could sort of share that stuff with Jack and... I thought some of the dialogue in it was really sharp. I mean, I, I love the fact that Jack's just flirting with every blimmin' yeah. thing on the... Even, um, uh, what's her name? Shanto. Shanto. Yeah. yeah, even though he's like, catch you later, Blue, and all that. I was just <laughs> loving it. I was just like, oh, just it's so funny. I, I, I thought the, the script was pretty sharp, personally. I, it was making me laugh in all the right places. I do agree with you about the Doctor being a bit of a bit harsh with Jack at the beginning. I didn't quite get that, I will admit. Um... But yeah, overall, I, th- I thought the script was quite, it was funny in places, it had loads of like action and big reveals. So yeah, it, it, the script does work for me overall, personally. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the script, the script in itself is is really good. I mean, that's, you wouldn't, a lot of Russell scripts are, you know, bang on most of the time. You, yeah. do, you must have liked the way, because one of the things I love about it is how he ties in so many things. So like I was saying earlier, like Yana, you know, Professor Yana turns out to be the anagram of you are not alone and all that sort of stuff. Saxon, vote Saxon. And it all, we now find out that the master in the next episode is Mr. Saxon. And that all comes to fruition. Uh, the fob watch from human nature is, is used brilliantly. I think, um, what else is there? There's loads in this, the, the you know, the, the fact that we get an answer to why Jack is immortal. It's because Rose saved him, but she, couldn't control it, so he's now a fixed point in time. So all these plot threads, you know, all the way back to Eccleston's, you know, finale, Russell brings them all together. And for me, I, I, I just find they all come together so nicely in this episode. I think that's why I like it so much. It's just, it, it gives you lots of reveals, but it gives you lots of answers as well. And it just, yeah, it just utilizes loads of things that Russell's put throughout his era into this one episode. I think that's the other reason I like it. But did you did you like that? Did you like the fact he sort of was using those things? Because, you know, one of the things with Bad Wolf is it felt a little bit of a anti-climax when it was re- revealed what Bad Wolf was. Mm. Whereas I think in this, all those things sort of actually work quite well, all those little reveals. Yeah, I mean, that that kind of thing is, that's kind of cool. So at the beginning as well, when he when they land in Cardiff, he's like, oh, the Rift's recently been active, which yeah. is an, another sort of um, uh, sort of pull into what's happened with Torchwood in that episode where Owen opens it and all that stuff. And the Doctor mentions that and stuff. And uh, there's a really nice bit where, where Yana's looking down at the watch and you can hear the previous masters. They've used a, a line of dialogue oh, from... I love uh, that, yeah. From... Uh, from um, I think it was a line from the Damons. You can hear the uh, aimless chuckle. I'm sure you, you can, can hear, hear the laugh. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. It's you can panto villain laugh, which I love. <laughs> yeah. You can hear, um, uh, destroy him. You know, you can hear that little, uh, in that bit in the demons where. Is it Delgado? Is it? I couldn't make out the clips, but I, you could sort of tell it was previous masters. Yeah. Yeah. Is that clip from the Damons, And also, yeah. Um, Ainley's, uh, trademark kind of chuckle. <laughs> You can hear that as well. I, I love those sort of things. You know, that's awesome. Uh, so yeah, I do like that stuff, mate. I do like that they've we've got a little bit of an explanation for Jack, which is good, like you said, and mm. and some references to other things. So that stuff, yeah, is good. It is good. Yeah. That that's kind of the changing point in the in the sort of tension between the Doctor and Jack, isn't it? It's when so the Doctor's been off off of him, and then he 
he says, what happened to Rose? Is, is she dead? And the doctor's like, oh, no, she's fine. And then it actually changes a little bit, doesn't it? So it suddenly sort of eases up. Um, I suppose if I had to be a little bit critical, because it is hard when you like the episode, but if I was being a little bit critical, Jack's sort of acceptance that he's the doctor is is very quick as well. He doesn't take any convince because this is the first time he's met Tennant's doctor, isn't it? Yeah. Um, now I get, I know, I know that's just for time reasons that we don't want to sort of dwell on it. We want to get on with the story. So I get it, but, um, I don't know. What do you think about that? Cause if I had to be nitpicky, I would say he does accept that that's the doctor very quickly. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't really yeah. question it at all. And he looks totally different. He's a totally different person. Yeah. He's still got the TARDIS, but you know, he d- Jack doesn't really blink twice, does he? Uh, it's weird because Jack at this point is unaware of the concept of regeneration, isn't he? Right? Is he I wish, yes. I'm also thinking about the fact he's got the doctor's hand. This is the first time he's met Tennant, isn't it? It's the first yes. time he's met Tennant, yeah. So, yeah, but he's got his hand from the Christmas invasion, yes. yes. So I don't think that Jack... Hold on. Was Jack there? Where was Jack? Oh, no. So Jack had, had supposedly, quote-unquote, been killed at the point where... Um, Eccleston and, and, and the Ninth Doctor and Rose are in the TARDIS and we have all that stuff. So Jack wouldn't have been aware at this point that that's what Time Lords do. or That's what the Doctor has done in this space of time, that he's regenerated into... into and at into what Tenor. point does he get the Doctor's hand? Because um, that's, that's now I'm struggling to remember how he even gets the hand. I'm assuming that's explained in Torchwood. I really can't remember. Because he's not in the Christmas Invasion, is he? Captain, uh, no, he's not in that, no. No. So the hand is in the TARDIS for ages, isn't it? it it's down underneath the console yeah. for a while. Uh, how does Jack get the hand? This is why if we were on a live stream, we'd have loads of people in chat going, it's this, yeah. it's this. Yeah. Um, but I can't, I honestly I've can't remember. I've got a feeling he just plonks it on the desk in the first episode of Torture, but I could be completely wrong. No, I think Gwen sees it. When he's showing Gwen around the hub mm. at the very beginning of Torchwood, I think she comments on it. Or he says yeah. something about it, but I don't think we know. Don't think we know how he gets it. How does he get it? That's annoying now. <laughs> I don't know. Because I think he, it, to the regeneration thing, just to come back to what you're saying, I think there's a bit of a throwaway line where he's like, yeah, I've been, you know, I've been doing my research on you. I know, I think he says something like that in this episode to sort of explain how he accepts the doctor. I think he said something like, don't worry, I've been doing my research on the, you. I know about the Time Lords or something. Or I know you regenerate or something. He doesn't mention it very quickly, I think, in this episode to just sort of gloss over the fact that, yeah, yeah, of course you're the Doctor. There is a funny line, though, isn't there? He's like, well, who else would, who else would uh, do something like that? I can't remember. But uh, You're still trying to find out how he got yes. the hand, aren't you? So the right <laughs> hand of the Tenth Doctor was severed by the Sycorax leader yes. shortly after Doctor's regeneration. At some point, Captain Jack has acquired it and brought it to the Torchwood 3 hub. Mm. So we don't know how. Unless this has been put in a book somewhere or in Big Finish or something, I don't think we know exactly how the hand has been acquired. Come on, Big Finish. There's a story for you. There's a gap for you to fill. Uh, (laughs) But I do like the exchange, though. I think think Mm. Jack says something like, you've had some work done. Or the doctor says, "Oh, that. that's it, yeah. yeah." Oh no, does the doctor say it the to doctor, Jack? Yeah, and he's like, "Speak yeah. for yourself," sort of thing. So there's that kind of funny exchange between yeah. them, which kind of breaks the ice on how Jack 
is okay with seeing the doctor as a new a new person mm. but it is the fact that jack doesn't even question because we do have a what what uh what story is it where somebody oh it's rose isn't it remember when eccleston um regens into tenant and yeah. Ro- rose can't believe it so that happens right in front of her and she can't believe it. She doesn't really accept at first that that's still the doctor. And then mm. someone else sees him and he has to do like a quick explanation. But every, every time that it's happened, people have seen the doctor and they're like, that's not the doctor. That's not him. You know, they can't really yeah. get their head around it. But for some reason, Jack doesn't even question who this guy is. He kind of assumes, I suppose, that it's the doctor but it's weird because he doesn't even understand the concept of regeneration at this point. Doesn't know yeah. who this guy is, but I, I agree with you, mate. It's, it's a bit of a weird, but then again, for storytelling purposes, like you said, can't really linger on it for ages and have a big old conversation about it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of the things I picked up on. As I said, it didn't really bug me, but I did think, Oh, he's very quick to <laughs> accept the new doctor. Like you said, I suppose it's sometimes it's really played on and other times like this. He's like, no, we're not, you know, we're just moving on sort of thing. Yeah. Who was that? Um, so there's a woman that's infiltrated the base with sharp teeth um, that looks a lot like Annie Lennox. <laughs> what's, she, what's she doing in there? How does she get in? And she well, starts just throwing chairs at bits of equipment and blowing them up. I mean, I, I again, um, you know, I, I sound like a criticize. I actually thought it was great. She was sabotaging the place. But um, yeah, she did remind me of Annie Lennox. I think that's the only reason I'm mentioning her. <laughs> the short hair and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Get wanting her to burst into song. La, yeah. da, 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 when she's throwing a chair, it's like, la, da, 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 da. Well, do you know what? <laughs> do you know what, mate? This is uh, actually, we'll come on to music in a second, but um, yeah. one of the things that is very cool about the RTD era, and it's only a small little thing, but it makes a big difference, is that if we were to fast forward to this story being in the Chibnall era with Jodie, mm. what would have happened? I'm guessing is that Jody would have got Jack and Martha in that room with Yana and stuff. And she would have been saying something along the lines of, we would have had this big five minute exposition thing where she's like, so basically, right. You know, the future kind, they're doing this and this. And I've just seen that like one of them's infiltrated the base. And probably what happened was she got through it like, and we would have had all of that stuff. Yeah. Whereas with RTD, we don't need to know how she infiltrated. We don't need to know how she got in, why she's there. It's she's just part of the story. Yeah. Yeah. She's you know. in there. Yeah. yeah. So I think I do like that aspect of let's let our minds figure out and make up that bit of the story about how she got in. Did she have some false teeth on when they're like, yeah. show us your teeth? <laughs> Has she got some uh, grandma's old dentures in? Or did she somehow tunnel in or did she like do something? We don't know. But that's what's cool though. We don't need to know every tiny little, every little detail, you know? Yeah, or did she get to the gate and say, look, I used to be in a very successful pop group. Now let me in. Oh, it's Annie, it's you. Oh, come in. You can, you can do with some songs. Where's, um, what was he called, the other guy? Where's your guy with the guitar? Oh, yeah, go and get, go and get go the guitar. Go and get him. <laughs> Can't remember. But yeah, we don't know. Like you said, we don't really need to know because she's just there to sabotage it so that everything can kick off at the end. And it does get very shouty, I will admit. Um, Tenant. Uh, it's probably the only sort of criticism I've got of his performance. Cause I, I think he's great in this, despite the fact, like you said, he's written to be a bit off with Jack. I think he's superb in his performance. The delivery of the comical lines are great. 
good sort of um, chemistry with Barrowman once, you know, in that scene yeah, where he's in the radiation room. He's very sort of quick to put Jack in there as well, isn't he? He doesn't seem to care. That's what I mean. He's, he's like, a, yeah, I yeah. know I've got just yeah. the man for you. Um, yeah, he might die, but he probably won't. So he's very quick to shove him in there. But um, but I, I just love that scene so much uh, when they're just literally, everything stops and they just talk and Tennant's kind of leaning his head against the window. I think his performance there is brilliant. I think both of them are brilliant in that particular scene where they're just chewing the fat, you know, getting, well, explaining to each other stuff that's happened, just catching up basically in the middle of a radiation room as you do. But uh, <laughs> I do think it's a great scene. Really yeah. do. Yeah, there are no, don't get me wrong, there are no, there are no terrible performances in this. No, I, I think everyone's yeah. really good actually. Yeah. Uh, Cast-wise, I think it's a great cast. Um, I really like Chanto Do, whatever her name. I, a really sweet character. <laughs> There's a really, really lovely scene with her and Martha where Martha's yes. trying to get her to not say, like, though at the end. She's like, go on, do it. Is it a bit do like it. swearing? Yeah. And they're having all a giggly. That, that little moments like that are cool. I love that. I made a note of that. Actually. I <laughs> said, what a lovely little scene. Because it's, um, again, it's quite a sort of full-on episode. This is lots of shouting, but there's lovely little quiet moments uh, like that scene between her and, and um, Martha. Yeah, but she's a nice character, isn't she, Chanta? I mean, you do, again, I, I hate to keep coming back to it, but when we're watching this, oh, I can't say it, that episode last night, and <laughs> we were saying we just didn't connect to any of the characters that are in it at all. But you, I instantly warmed towards Chanta, though. Or, you know, I just thought she was really sweet. And when she, when the master kills her, it's horrible. It's really nasty. And, you know, you, I, I really felt sad when she died, even though she does, managed to shoot him which is a brilliant moment because you're like yes you got him (laughs) even even though it's the worst prop gun i think i've ever seen looks like a flare (laughs) gun doesn't it but it's got a big yeah it's like a flare but you can see inside it it's like a plastic i'm sure they could have made a better gun (laughs) but anyway um yeah i did think it was quite sad when she she got it because i i liked the character or yeah, did, did yeah. what did you did you like her or did you find it irritating? No, I liked I liked Chantha. I think Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. We've said it time and time again, and we'll always say it that Russell just makes I think you said it when we were watching Saranga last night, that when Russell and we always end up doing like a bit of a love letter to Russell with these, but yeah. when Russell writes characters, even though even if they're on screen just for a little a little time, you know, short time, you you have a connection with that character. So when mm. things like when they get killed or whatever, you immediately have that oh no moment. You have that oh no, not not Chantho, not Chantho. And she's, she's doted after Yana all this time as well. She's got a little bit of a thing for him. Yes, and and yep. he goes and just does that. Yeah, she's her. the last of her kind as well, which is also sad. She's like yeah. the last one. So what yeah, I did like the, her. What do you think of the prosthetics and the makeup and stuff? Do you think it still stood up? Still uh, looked pretty good. It looked a lot better than the CG work. Put it that way. Yeah, the CG doesn't stand Crikey. up well at all, does it? It's a shame. I don't think it did even then, because I'll be honest, I do remember thinking even back in the day when this was first shown, I do remember thinking, oh, that rocket don't look very good. Because, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it just, it, it just, I don't know, it looks half finished, really. It doesn't look quite look like they had enough time to finish the grading on it or something. I don't know, it's not enough detail. But, yeah, the CG's not, I mean, we've seen worse, but it's not Same the worse. best. Yep. The opening bit was kind of cool. I didn't mind that bit where you saw 
you know when they get to the edge they're up on like a big cliff somewhere oh and the door opens uh, no not that bit though when they've oh. left the tardis and they're just walking around and they get to this bit where they see this huge sort of civilization that's been underground it looks like yeah uh, and they see all these like little walkways and stuff that didn't look too bad but what did look really bad was oh that the, bit yeah that did look all right yeah yeah but what looked terrible was the bit where they open up like the doctor's about to go through a door and he stops himself from falling mm. over and you see this huge like area where the rocket ship is and the rocket itself all of that stuff looked really bad. Like, to be fair, there was one kind of okay scene where there was like a top-down camera shot and you saw everybody walking across these uh, walkways again into the rocket. Mm. That didn't look too bad, but for the most part, it was more about the, I don't know what they were doing with the textures and stuff, but it all looked just really soft, focusy, and... It uh, looked a bit cartoony, the colours were bad, yeah, yeah. I must admit, that's one thing. I mean, that's I've knocked a bit of a half a point off for the cg because it's it's the only thing really i think in terms of production it doesn't it doesn't look great it doesn't it doesn't look awful it does the job but that's about it really it doesn't you don't think oh you know you you don't look at it and think oh this has had some money plowed into it which uh, even back then there were certain episodes or two where you could see that the bbc were really behind it and they'd pump some money into it but this one considering what a sort of sort of important episode is it doesn't feel like it's had a lot of money pumped into it it feels like it's you know sort of been made the best that they can if that makes sense yeah um doesn't um the the, the woman who plays shanto doesn't she um she pops up in another episode doesn't she but without you actually see the real person and i'm turn trying left. to think which oh is it turn left yeah, oh she's, she's the woman in the tent yeah yes i knew it was driving me mad i was, I was flicking through wiki trying to find it yeah, yes, that's right. So we can see her without the blue get-up if we want to. That's right. She was the fortune tallery woman or whatever, yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah. What's her name? Chippo Chung. Something like Yeah, I can't remember. Chippo Chung, yeah. yeah. I like her character, though. She's cool. Yeah, I liked her as well. So what do we think of Jacoby as the master, then? Jacoby, we, right. Is, yes. it, um, is it a shame we didn't get to see more of him or do you think it was just great to have him as this one-off like performance that's i think is fantastic um and then he in you know was he was he gone too soon because when he changes the master you've got to admit his performance is so subtle the difference is so subtle but i think i think i hope you agree i think it's i think he goes really evil but in a very nice way like subtle way like, I think the the change in his performance is, is brilliant from Professor Yana to the master. Just the narrowing of the eyes and he just turns really evil. Yeah, it's brilliant. That's one of the things, like I said earlier, that I love about this story is the, that this part of it with, with Jacoby and the master and stuff is brilliant. Mm-hmm. So that, that bit where the, he opens up the watch and then the, the, the time energy, whatever you want to call it, he absorbs it all and then you can just tell in the very subtle change in his face so throughout the story up to that point he'd had this very kind of approachable really kind old man kind of feel about him yeah a bit but yeah a bit cantankerous at times but still likable yeah yeah and uh but when he but there's a switch that that goes off and like you said it's very very subtle i think Mm. it's in his eyes i think yeah he just he sort of lowers his eyebrows just a tad and he's got this kind of very, at, at first, if you were to see him from a distance, you wouldn't think that anything was different. 
But then when you get closer to him and also just a slight change in his voice as well, his voice goes a little bit deeper mm. and a bit more monotone. And he just, he, he absolutely nails that evil. Scary. Scary yeah. It's, He's it's been very driving very me mad. He says, doesn't yeah, he? But... Yeah. It's very, very good. He's great as that. Should what? we have seen more of him though? Or do you think it's just right that we just get that performance and then. No, I think him? it's just right. I think if, yeah. Yeah. Cause I think if we'd have had more of that, it would take away the awesome, that awesome just 10 minutes mm. of him being on screen. I mean, I think they did some stuff with him with Big Finish, right? Isn't yeah, it? Big Finish have done a, a series with him, yeah. How does how does that work, though? Because he's only the master for like 10 uh, minutes, right? So how do they get around that then? I don't know, because I, I haven't listened to it. Um, I'm assuming, no, that's a very good point, actually. Is it is it before he's, you know, put in the Chameleon Arch watch? I don't know. But he's not been the master before that point, though. Um, so as he's as he's grown through his life and he's got older and older, he's always he's, been Yana, hasn't he? Because he, he, they do hmm. say in the in the story that when he was younger, they find him on some place. Was it Silver? What's the what's the location that they find him on? I can't remember. Uh, he, he mentions it because <laughs> I think the doctor does quiz him about stuff, mm-hmm. and he does go on to say something like. Uh, I was found on some beach somewhere. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Something we've only like the, we've only this watch. We've only the yeah, watch. That's yeah. right. And he also says to Martha as well that he's never opened the watch because he assumes that it's always been broken. So he said, "I've never opened it." Hmm. So I'm I'm I always wondered that with Big Finish, didn't they do like a multi-master story with him in it, or did that's, they do? No, they did. I'm pretty sure they did. So they yeah, they've done a couple. They did one with him and the Eighth Doctor as well, didn't they? Yeah. So I'm wondering how they get around that then. Maybe they did that. Maybe they did that. Who's our big finish? Who do we know? Because we know a lot of people. Love- I mean, we like big finish, but I haven't got any of the master stuff. Who uh, do we know? I'll ben to- Lett. Ben Lett. Uh, oh, he host would productions. know. Yeah, oh, yeah, he would yeah. know. I'll have to message him. Yeah. And ask him. Yeah. Anyway, but- so answer your question. I think it's great that we only see him for that small amount of time. I would have liked to have seen him one episode after this. I would have liked to have seen him escape in the TARDIS and then an, an episode of him as the master and then regenerating to Sim, maybe. I don't know. I, 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 having said that, I think it works brilliantly because it's such a twist. that Because um, I, I love the bit when Chanto shoots him because he's, he's so full of himself and he's just, you know, he's, he's ah, I'm off. You know, he's let all the future kind in. Yeah, you, you know, you lot are done for and I'm off. And then she just gets him <laughs> as he's going in and he's like, he said something like "buy a girl" as well, and I kept thinking, "Yeah, you'll be a, you'll be turning into one soon." Yeah, um, <laughs> he's like shot by a girl. How deme- how demeaning or something. Um, so yeah, I, I I do love the fact he turns into Sim. I have to admit, but I, I would like to see just a little bit more of Jacobi as the master because I I feel like he would have been an amazing master. I really do. Um, I think he would have been superb as that. Well, he is. He is superb. I, I think if he'd have done more episodes, he would have been uh, a great master to have. Yeah. Um, I was saying to you earlier as well, when you go on the, when you search this episode of Wikipedia, it's got a screenshot of the master regenerating. And I, they absolutely captured the exact point that I love in this regeneration where Sim's face is just coming through and he sort of does this horrible scream. And it's like something out of a horror film and it's so well done. I mean, I know we criticise the, CGI earlier, but I think the regeneration scene is done brilliantly. I, I love the way Sim's face comes through and he just goes, he's like screaming. He looks horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think the regeneration is brilliant. And 
one thing I didn't really pick up on until now is that it's, I think it's the first time that we've actually seen the master properly regenerate. Like I know we saw the whole tree mass keeper track and thing, but this is the first time we've actually seen, you know, we never saw Delgado regenerate. We never saw Antley Ainley regenerate. So it's the first time we actually get to see the master properly regenerate. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. That's, so. that's quite yeah. interesting. But yeah, I, I do love that scene. I think it's, Fantastic. Sim's loving it as well. He's having a ball, isn't he? Oh, he's having a great old time. When he's going yeah. around the console and he's like <laughs> pumping levers, he's loving it. I, I, I really, God, I, I can't tell you how much this episode got to me yesterday. I was just like, when I switched it off, I was buzzing, buzzing from that ending. I've got some, uh, I've got some exposition for you. I'm going to go, I'm going right. to go uh, 13th Exposition, no, I can never have enough of that. So uh, thanks to this cool article over on the, the TARDIS data core, the, tar- mm. the Doctor Who wiki thing. Uh, here, here's the deal with this, with Yana, right? So they say after the master meddled with the heavenly paradigm, completely altering the state of the time war to one that was ultimately more favorable to the Daleks. He then saw the Dalek emperor take control of the time Lord's cruciform, which frightened him into fleeing from the war. The master fled to the far end of time and sent his TARDIS away to Gallifrey without him. He then used a chameleon arch to turn himself into a human baby, intending to eventually resume control of his body once the time war has ended. So that's a big elaborate ruse to evade what's happening in the time war and I come see. back to his, to his great self afterwards. And then um, with the whole thing, so physically human, the rejuvenated Yana was found as a naked child on the coast of the Silver Devastation. That's it. With only a fob watch, which he would carry throughout his life without ever thinking to open it thanks to a perception filter. Mm. As a result of the, percep- the perception filter of his own watch, he could never keep time and was always late. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. So... I'm wondering, I'm really intrigued now. I'm going to go onto the Big Finish website when we're done recording and uh, and try and find out how they weave this master then. Because it seems to me like throughout his entire human life, thanks to the Chameleon Arch, uh, he's always been Yana. And it's only for that very short amount of time. As the master. As, as the master. So I'm wondering how they pick that out to do some Big Finish stuff. But it's here nor there. We'll, um, we'll report back on on that stuff. But... Mm. I know, I know a friend of mine, uh, Harry. He's loves the Master series. I, I really should have a word with him about it, because um, he's always saying, "Oh, you need to listen to it." And I, yeah, I, I should listen to it. Actually. It's just like a lot of big finish stuff. There's so much to to dive into. It's just one of those that's sort of always on my list. But yeah, it's intriguing. I'd, I'd like to know how they, especially as he, he meets the Eighth Doctor, presumably because they're on the cover together. So how does that work? So yeah, who knows? Big finish are a master at this type of stuff. Uh, forgive the pun, but yeah. <laughs> be interesting to to see how that does work yeah yeah they are they're obviously the masters of that mm. <laughs> of all that stuff um i just want to quickly mention music yes they uh murray gold's music was really cool in this one it had a couple of really good <laughs> moments where those build-up things are happening like when jack and the doctor are talking and and yana can overhear what they're saying mm. it's a really nice emotional build-up for that point and they also picked out a couple of spots where they use the the, the track "This Is Gallifrey." You only hear yeah. it for ten seconds or so, but they insert that in there a couple of times as well. And that's quite an, an emotional uh, track. 
Uh, but just overall, it was just a really good Murray Gold. It wasn't too kind of bombastic and in your face like some of these stories are. Mm. But it was definitely, he definitely wrote that to suit those action scenes and also the more emotional stuff. I thought it was a really good balance of those two. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I, lo- I love the music in this. Um, the Masters, that, that eerie theme that Murray does for the Masters, that oh, it's yeah, it shivers down the spine and the beating of the drums and all that. But it, for me, like you said, the pinnacle scene is um, when uh, Yana's just hearing the key words, TARDIS, TARDIS, and all that. And then, and then the build-up of the music there is, is fantastic. I found that quite, I don't know if emotional is the right word, but I found it quite um, gripping that particular bit and that's a lot of that was thanks to the music yeah absolutely dude yeah mm. yeah anything else dude you want to mention before we put a score on it um no i don't think so i mean i just yeah just overall i mean the cast just i thought were very good in this um really i just i just thought they really brought the production to life so i don't have any sort of qualms of anyone this week in terms of the cast i thought they were all great even annie lennox uh, put in a good performance <laughs> even Annie Lennox <laughs> she was great but no I, I thought the cast were good and um, yeah I, I think we've pretty much covered it okay cool scores I think it's you to go first okay well I, I'm going high on this one as I said it's one of my faves so I'm going with a 9.5 and I'm only taking off uh, half a point for the CGI really because I just agree it looked a bit naff but um, I, I really enjoyed this from start to finish so it's a 9.5 Wow, I think that's. I don't think you've gone past a nine, mate, before ever. Really? Yeah, this is up there. One of my favourites. So. This parting of the ways, um, and then turn left. They're ones that spring to mind as my favourites from since the show come back. This okay. is definitely up there. Yeah, I love it. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I'm going to give this a seven point five. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just because, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, it's I, I love all the stuff with Iana. And becoming the master and all the build up and everything like that. The rest of it, and I will surprise a few people, I just cannot really kind of get into all the other stuff that's going on. I just find it all very You're just waiting for the build up. Yeah. 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 All the those, other stuff I can't get into. All those people that are going onto the ship, um, I can't quite remember because I haven't watched it for a while. Are they going off to be made into Toclophane or am I getting confused? I think so. Because I kept thinking they think they're off to Utopia, but isn't there some reveal that actually they all get doesn't that poor little kid doesn't get turned into a toddler <laughs> i think i think so yeah i think yeah i haven't watched the other two parts no i'm sure because but... i was watching go over thinking oh dear it's <laughs> off to their doom <laughs> i think they're off to happen you know paradise but yeah yeah uh... i did i did want to go straight on and watch sound of the drums i must admit i really really want to go on and and, and watch the next two parter but i didn't because we haven't reviewed it so i'll um save that for another time but it, this episode always makes you want to carry on the story yeah i'm pretty sure that's the that's the deal i think the whole toclophane thing is you uti- yeah i think it's the utopia i'm just pretty a giant, sure that's where they're going yeah, i kept thinking yeah. oh it's a cruel yes cruel yeah. twist coming for those poor guys yeah yeah yes indeedy yep um just having a look yeah i think this is the highest score that you've dished out mate what did I give turn left? Because I put this right up there. This and turn left are two that I absolutely love. Have we reviewed Partner of the Ways as well? Because that's my all-time favourite. I uh, think so. Um, Partner of the Ways. What did I'm we sure do? we have. Yeah, episode 159. 
What did I rate it? What did you rate it? You rated it. Oh, that's back in 2017. You gave it a... Oh, no, we both gave that a 9.5, mate. Sorry. Oh, so it's the same, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's good. As long as I... If I had scored that a 9, I would have had to drop this because Part of the Ways is my favourite. Actually, uh, sorry, dude. No, you have given something a 10. Five Doctors. You gave The Doctor Dances a 10. Doctor Doctor Dance? Yes. Another, yeah. Well, I may have been a bit generous there. That is it. But that is a great, yeah, it's another one. Amazing, yeah, that one. Another one I love, yeah. So there we go. There's our scores on that. 9.5 from him, 7.5 from me. What did our what did our listeners think? We had the usual uh, bunch of reviewers in. Let's kick great. off with Sammy from Down Under. G'day, Gary and Adam. Sammy's teen here. So utopia. So Derek Jacobi thoroughly deserves all the praise he gets for this. That turn to camera is my favourite master reveal. The war master, as Big Finish have dubbed him, is utterly terrifying, even more so on the audios. It's always great to see Captain Jack. He's contributing more to the plot here than in Fugitive of the Dune. Take note, Chibnall. Martha is great here too. Her interactions with Chan though are great. I like Chan though. Creed is a sweet kid. David Tennant, well, what can I say? He was great as per usual. I hope there's a 10th Doctor episode watch along soon. I give it 10 Chanthos out of 10. See ya. <gasps> a 10 out of 10. A 10 out of 10, That's eh? more like it. Nice one, Sammy. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you very much. Uh, moving on. Martin Arnold, here we go. Hey, everybody. Hope you're all well and staying safe. Um, I think Utopia is a, is a great episode. Um, I love the Jack's back, um, adding, you know, a bit of fire to what is kind of a bleak story. I mean, the setting, the premise is really good, and the setting is actually not this sort of super futuristic environment. It's it's kind of pretty old school. Like, you know, you, you could imagine it being modern day. Um, I love the rising threat. I love the fact that the viewer is allowed to be one step ahead of the Doctor with all the pieces that, that have been given thus far um, and he can piece together what's happening you are not alone um, and of course Dirk Jacoby's brief but fantastic turn as the master before manifesting as the sort of um, the, the Doctor Who's version of the Joker I guess and in a weird way you know that take on the master is really um, really quite unique uh, this is a great episode the, the, there's, there's not a bad turn in it and the cast are great and the characters are great and it, it doesn't slow down or get boring nine out of ten cheers and take care nine out of ten another strong score there yes hope you're doing all right martin indeed uh right thank you very much for that dude uh this is this is matt from the who addicts oh Hey there, Garen Adam. I hope you two are well. Now, first of all, before I tell you about my thoughts on Utopia, I just want to give you two a big, huge thanks for all the great content you're bringing us in these dark times, of course, bringing us your weekly podcasts, your live streams, your articles on your website. You two are just fantastic. And I just want to personally thank you for everything that you're doing to help the Who community take over, of course. But uh, my thoughts on Utopia, I think it's a nine out of 10. I really, really love this episode. I think it's maybe underrated as well in in some ways but yeah the way that it sort of brought loads of aspects to series three together with the face of Bo the fob watch and it all culminated in the master returning it's it's incredible you know the performances across the board are great especially by Derek Jacobi and arguably Utopia I think is better than the two episodes that came after it so I think it's a solid 
solid 9 out of 10. My only regret is that when I first watched this as a 13 year old, I didn't fully understand who the Master was and how awesome that return was, so I just wish I could get back into the shoes of my 13 year old self and fully know and understand and experience that return for the first time. But yeah, other than that, um, yeah, the only thing, other thing I've got left to say is I'm recording this on the day of your last podcast, so to me, our Saranga Conundrum livestream, which I hope you guys joined us for, um, is in my future. So, yeah, message to future Matthew, future Liv, future Gary, and future Adam. I hope you guys enjoyed our Saranga Conundrum livestream, and I hope we, first of all, survived it. Um, and yeah, I hope we can obviously get you guys on the channel once again for another Watch Along livestream. You never know, we could watch Sleep No More. But until then, see you guys next time. <laughs> Oh, we did survive it just just about yeah and uh yep sleep no more you you ruined it there mate at the end <laughs> oh dear but no it was good fun so yeah thank you up for uh thank you very much sorry yeah for that and i'd like to say that back to you guys as well because you guys are doing a lot more stuff at the minute uh, which is really good for everybody keeping everyone going through the uh through the weirdness so thank you very much for that dude and a nine out of ten another strong one yeah indeedy uh cheeky chappy Alex Kingdom. Hello, Gary and Adam of the Big Blue Box podcast. How are you both doing? Utopia is so good. I'm so happy that this week we're not reviewing something like End of Days. Otherwise, I may have cried. But no, Utopia, it's just, it's so good. I really enjoy this one. Um, first of all, we get a Jack is back after the shambles that is End of Days. He's back in Doctor Who, where he belongs, doing stuff with the Doctor... Um, I love the stuff where uh, the Doctor knows he'll come back to life uh, and we get a little bit of conversation between the two of them. Uh, then we meet the future kind, which are the most silly, silly things in this episode. They're the only thing I don't like, the future kind. I don't see the point in them. They they seem like villain for villain for villain's sake. Uh, when actually you could just you could have just had the story of can these people get to this place called Utopia? That could have been the story and that could have been the threat. Can they do it? And the fact that it turns out to be the master... Uh, Professor Yana, you know, Jarek Jacobi, who was the sweetest man as Yana, wanting to save people. Turns out he is the complete opposite. He is secretly the master in disguise. And that scene where the Doctor, where Martha finds the pocket watch, I think it's Martha that finds the pocket watch. And we're like, oh no, because we found out about this only a few weeks earlier in Human Nature and Family of Blood. We know what this means. Yana stands for you are not alone. The master is back. That's just, it's so good. Such a good episode. And then the Master steals the TARDIS as John Sim. Fantastic. And we're set off for two weeks of a brilliant finale. I mean, what, what, what isn't there to say about this one, guys? It's just fantastic. I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. I could go higher. But the future kind really annoy me. And the fact there's a sort of a mini subplot with them. Yeah, it's, whenever they're on screen, I just don't like it. But apart from that, it's phenomenal. And I'll see you guys next week. Have a good rest of the show. Stay safe, everyone. And yeah, have a good week. Another nine. A nine. I, I, I know what you're saying about the future kind. The only thing I would say in their defense is I love the bit where the master lets them in at the end. It's like it's like letting a pack of wolves in. Mm -hmm. uh, you know yeah. what I mean? It just for to me it just adds that extra bit of tension of the doctor being stranded there because he's let them in. But I know what he means. Yeah, I know what you mean, buddy. And one thing yeah. that we haven't mentioned at all. Our reviewers haven't mentioned him either. Is, did you like the little bit with the face of Bo? Oh, yeah, you ah, uh, Yeah, not alone. Yeah, I do. I do. I'm, I'm always happy to see that big old face. 
<laughs> I forgot to mention him because, because he does pop up, doesn't he, throughout he does. Tennant's era. And is there still that theory that Captain Jack is the face? Is that still a thing? Yeah, yeah, it's a sort of unspoken. I, I never want that to be answered either. Uh, it no, should no. it's it should always just be a little throw of is he isn't he? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's Jack says it in um oh it's a Martha episode when they're in Cardiff and Jack says ah oh, the face of Bo they used to call me and anyway see you guys later. It's that bit, isn't it? That's it. Yeah, I don't know what the episode is, but yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, thank you very much, Alex. Another nine, very good. Mm. And last up, this is Craig Bryce. Hi guys, hope you're both well. So, Utopia, what do I think of this one? I absolutely adore this story. Probably my favourite out of Series 3. I mean, first of all, we get Captain Jack back and we find out some more about what's been happening to him since uh, Bad Wolf of the Part and the Ways. But that doesn't overshadow the main thing of the story, the Master coming back. And Derek Jacobi is absolutely brilliant on top form here. Say so it's a bit of a shame because you do, you do really warm to him as Professor Yana but when he comes back as the master and then a regeneration at the end of the story, I mean, what a cliffhanger. Um, to be honest with you, I've got no gripes with this story at all. All the cast are on top form and Martha as well. Martha, a really underrated companion. Um, I wish she'd come back on to Big Finish with David Tennant to do a set of stories. All in all, this story is absolutely fantastic. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. Thanks, guys. Speak to you next week. Bye. Wow, a 10. Nice one, Craig. Craig loving this one with a 10. Mm. I wish my, I wish, uh, wish Freema would come and do some big finish as well. Well, she's done something, and she? Was it Torchwood? But did, yeah, I'd, Torchwood. Yeah, I'd like to see her do a 10 set. That'd be great. I didn't find Martha that strong in this one. Mm. I think it's just Freema. I think I've said this a few times. She's a, she's a pretty good companion, actually. I like Freema, but uh, Martha, sorry. But I just think Freema sometimes uh, acting's just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Poor old Freeman. Old Freeman. Don't get me. I like Freeman. Uh, I like Martha. She's a very good companion. I really do. I, I just, do like the bit where she turns over the watch though and looks terrified. That's good. That's cool. She's just like, can I just see that? Ah! <laughs> yeah. The thing with Freeman is that I only, I can only think of a couple of stories or episodes where I think, crikey, she, she went for it there. I just find her a bit middle of the road a lot of the time. Is one of those stories the Human Nature, Family of the Blood? Yes. Because she's awesome in that. She's very good. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's our uh, audio uh, reviewers. Thank you so much, guys, as always, for getting those in. Let's move on to some of the socials. I'll rattle through a few of these because you guys mm-hmm. went nuts over there. Did they? Yeah. So Zombie Who said a solid story in its own right, made even better by the amazing surprise reintroduction of the master. Uh, it gives it a nine out of 10. Genesis of Androzani, absolutely incredible. 10 out of 10. Uh, Game Troller Prime, excellently written. Perfect acting from all involved. One of the best scored episodes, along with Forest of the Dead. Uh, and a really awesome concept for a story. Gives it a 10 out of 10. Mm. Davros says, wow, I love this episode. A slow tension, rising build up and sense of something going to happen. And that amazing reveal, a straight nine. Mm. Uh, DW Sebling says, Utopia is a wonderful, well-written adventure that keeps me on the edge of my seat throughout. So much fun. And boy, that cliffhanger still gives me the chills. Yeah. Caitlin Dalek says, it's brilliant. My favourite of season three. The build-up is fantastic and the reveal is amazing. Alongside Murray Gold's epic music, she gives it a 10 out of 10. A 10? Nick H, one of the very best of New Who. What a twist. Wish we had more of Jacoby Master. 10 out of 10. Mm, indeed. Uh, Tin and Sonic says, I just adore it. Jack's return was perfect. Tenet and Jacoby are charming together. The twist was incredible. A 10 out of 10. 
Uh, Sam Dooley, uh, absolutely incredible, pure RTD through ride from beginning to end, a 9.5. John Griffiths, a glimpse of what has become humanity at the end of time. Frightening. As good as Team TARDIS were, Professor Yana was better. Uh, slow, understated reveal is tremendous. Uh, 8.5. Yes. Our writer, Jordan Shortman, a brilliant episode. Jacoby is fantastic as Yana slash the master. And it's such a dark story. It's one I've come to appreciate more over the years. I don't remember enjoying it when it originally aired, but I was only young. Dark, gripping, and scary. Mm-hmm. Rick Moran from the Doctor Who Appreciation Society. Uh, the full range shown by Jac- uh, Jacoby as he portrays different sides of the character is sensational. He is beautifully endearing before building towards very moving moments uh, as he struggles with his memories hidden deep inside. Uh, Tennant shows yet another awesome display in his top standard performance as the Doctor. Uh, the direction and production values are great, gives it a 10 out of 10, says it's a cracker. 10 out of 10 again, yeah, great. Uh, Titan Sci-Fi just says amazing 10 out of 10. Wow. Edward Galuli, a great episode, one of the best endings ever, an 8. And Morgan, Morgan McCandless says, uh, an incredible episode. The shock of the Master's reveal is still there to this day. The episode is so tense all the way through and builds up very well. Uh, Jacoby was fantastic. Uh, gives it an eight. Cheers, Morgs. Morgs. And over on Facebook, Lawrence Baxter says, absolutely superb. I remember watching it live in 2007, being blown away um, uh, with the immense payoff to have Jack back after what felt like a long time. Mm. Uh, still amazing after watching it at least 10 times, a 9.5. Nice, same as me. Dean Jones, terrific story. Seeing Jack interact with 10 and Martha was great. Murray Gold score is excellent and the characterization of Yana is legitimately engaging, which makes the master reveal all the more brilliant. Is it a 9.5? Joseph Howarth, such a classic in the new series, a brilliant start to a three-part finale. We have the return of Graham Harper writing this, which we see oh. uh, with, uh, with the return of Captain Jack as well. Bonus as all the return, uh, also return of the master. Uh, speaking of the latter, I love on a rewatch. There were subtle cues to tell you that Professor Yana was not who he says he is. Yes, Gives I it forgot a- about Graham's. Um, sorry, what does he give? Ah, uh, nine. I was just going to say, yeah, I forgot to mention the direction by Graham Harper. Obviously, uh, a familiar name, and um, yeah, I did think the direction was very good. Yeah, it wasn't too so bad. As you actually. did yeah. expect from yes. him, yeah, yeah. Charlie Turner says Chan. A great start to a three-part <laughs> finale and one of my favourite finales ever. Uh, I'm aware that it's been uh, that he has done big finish now as the War Master, but I just really do wish that we saw more of Jacoby on screen. Mm-hmm. Oh, the War Master stuff. Yes. That was yeah. it, yes. Okay. Uh, and then he goes on to give it a 9.5 and finishes a review with Thor. Very good. Of course. <laughs> uh, Millie McKenzie, Series 3 is my least favourite of, of all new Who. Oh. Uh, I confess I only love two episodes and know they're not that horrible two-part. Everyone raves about whether Doctor is human. Oh, dear. Uh, oh. Blink was an exceptional standalone and Utopia was where I thought the series was finally starting to figure out itself out. It's a cracker of uh, cracker piece of entertainment, crazy, exciting, funny, and a must have been mind-blowing for those who know the history of the master. Mm, it was. Uh, but then she says it bombed again with the next two episodes. <laughs> uh, Stuart says, I see this more of a three-parter. Nevertheless, I think Utopia's fantastic start to a superb finale, even if the final part lets it down a bit. Uh, it's quite a long review, goes on to give it. Uh, I don't, there's no score on this one, but it basically says, um, uh, out of all the finales on New Who, this is my fourth favourite. 
Four favourite. Okay. So we have to count them up and work at score out. But yeah. And lastly, Kevin Mullin says, although I'm not a fan of this season, this is undeniably a brilliant episode. I love the scene where Yana opens the watch and we hear the previous incarnations of the master. Yeah. The shift in character is incredible just by holding himself slightly differently and narrowing his eyes. Mm. Yes, Kevin. Yep. Uh, transformed okay. the kindly professor into a cold blooded killer. Uh, it gives it seven chans out of 10. Though. <laughs> so that was you guys over on Facebook there as well. Thank you as always. But you guys taking the time to put your thoughts and reviews down. I really appreciate that. Next week, bud, what we got? Oh, next week. Yeah, very uh, excited about this. So we're back to Sarah Jane Adventures next week. And the episode's called Mona Lisa's Revenge. Okay. Sounds interesting. Mona are we on, Lisa's Revenge. Are we on series three? Of SJA? Is this series two or three? Oh, no, it must be three. Series three, I think. We are, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, because obviously we, we haven't, yeah, we haven't been uh, doing Sarah Jane for a while because of series third. Series 12. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, we're series three, it must be, I think. We are yeah. on series three. You are correct. This is the penultimate one as well. We're nearly at the end. Oh, no, don't see that. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, Mona Lisa's Revenge from Sarah Jane. Get that watched because we'll be asking for your thoughts and reviews as always. And, uh, yeah, I think we'll do there, bud. Four, two, six, two. Two. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for sticking with the podcast, guys, and listening to another week two six two. It's been uh, it's been interesting. I think is the word to go through yeah. Utopia. I think a lot of people, you included, buddy, uh, assumed that this would be nines or tens across the board. I thought I'm surprised. Yeah, I thought you'd love this one. When yeah. I finished watching it yesterday, I thought, oh, I bet Gary, you know, love that. <laughs> yes, it's one of those things where because we've never reviewed it, I've always sort of kept tight-lipped about it and I've always said, yeah, the master <laughs> bit's brilliant and Jacob is great. Yeah. But yeah, after deep diving, it's um, yeah not one of my favourite ones, but still a good episode nonetheless. And I'm glad that you loved it, bud. Oh, I do. 9.5, yeah. yes. Uh, thank you once again to our guys that sent in the audio clips. That's really cool. And those of you that interacted over on the socials, that's awesome. So we'll be asking, we always put a post out on a Monday morning. So keep an eye out on the socials where you can put your thoughts down for the next uh, review, which is Mona Lisa's Revenge, SJA. In the meantime, head over to the website, bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. You can listen to all of our shows over there. Plus, there's loads of cool articles that our writing team put out every week. So get stuck into those as well. Just grab a cup of tea and uh, settle in and, uh, and read all of that stuff. We've got some great, great articles there. Uh, remember to subscribe to the show whatever podcast app you listen to your podcasts on give us a sub there so you don't miss a show when they land every friday morning and if you've got a minute to leave a review that would be awesome because that really helps us out you can leave a review on uh, apple podcasts or Podchaser, those kind of things that'd be really helpful we'd love you guys for that we're on the socials too instagram twitter and facebook uh, just uh, give us a like and a follow there because we chat plenty of doctor who throughout the week it'd be great to interact with you guys over there as well uh, we've also got a discord server i'll put a link in the show notes to that and a link will be up on the website soon so come and hang out lots of who fans chatting doctor who there and we're on youtube as well doing live streams and whatnot so just do a search on youtube for the big blue box also check out my co-host channel oh yes the old geek's handbag yeah go and have a look at the geek's handbag i am working on new vids but there's plenty there to keep you going while i'm editing and 
things. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. As, uh, go have a cup of tea. Settle in for that one as well. So the Geeks Handbag on the socials are all under the same name. Yes. Until next week for 263. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. Remember. Hey. Hey.